Welcome to a very special episode of Auto FC. Nuno is gone. Arsenal are back. Man United are somewhat back. We've got a results league, Champions League draft. It's my turn to pick a player for fantasy football. Okay? Uh, we've got front three, back four. And all of our usual fun, let's go. It's the first time you've mentioned fantasy football in about a year. Now, <laughs> Since the only week was like, I'm having a historically bad season with uh, with uh, fantasy football for me. For my standards, which are pretty high, we all know this. And uh, yeah, finally had a bloody winning week. I don't know what you're having a bad season, right? Yeah, I know. And I usually have excellent seasons, so there you go. We know this. Um, breaking news Nuno Santos is that his surname? Santos, Nuno Espirito. Yeah, there you go. Espirito Santos has been fired. Now, I don't know if he knew or if Ole knew, but apparently, this was a loser leave town game. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, do you know what? I'm going to let you go, Mark, because you are a man on the floor, man at the ground, just uh, reporting exactly what was happening with Man United versus Spurs. So, you mentioned earlier on that um, you felt like there was a bit of an atmosphere in the arena, in the stadium. Yeah. Like, first, first half was fine. Like, Tottenham, like, the atmosphere was actually impressive, how, how loud Tottenham were, sort of getting behind the team. Then at halftime, there's a bit of moaning, but not much. And the general feel from Tottenham, the Tottenham fans, is that Nuno never makes a sub. And they, they're like, he just doesn't do anything. He, he puts the team out there and that's it. He don't even look interested during the game. He don't make a sub. He doesn't seem to change anything. And what happened when he made a sub? So then he made a sub and that was it. That was the turning point. It was just, honestly, the, the, the stadium turned toxic. So like, I was on the main, whatever they call it, the wall that Tottenham have. Um, uh, so I was right at the back of that. Um, so it was probably the loudest part of the stadium. And three guys turned up next to me. They turned up about 20 minutes late to the game. Two of them, Tottenham fans, one a Man United fan. And uh, yeah, let's they say they, they... Were they hammered? Oh, absolutely. Like they couldn't walk... But I think they were 20 minutes late because they struggled up the stairs. Let's say uh, alcohol didn't seem to be the only thing that these guys were on and like they were all okay in the first half they sort of were like uh, a microcosm of, of the whole stadium because like once Tottenham went one nil up they they get the Man United guy was like yeah they gave him a bit of stick when the sub happened they went to him you need to shut up now and go sit over there and they made him move for a couple of stairs back <laughs> a couple of chairs down and then when Man United scored to go 2 nil up the guy was practically asleep heard the cheer looked up and was like yeah two nil and that was it about four beers just got thrown and hit this guy he got drenched like this poor this poor woman and her son who were seat in front got hit by the beer and then a few fans were like that that's out of order they actually one fan gave up the, their seat so the woman could move and it was just like i thought these fr- two guys were going to beat up their mate it, it, it really turned and that, and that sort of the whole stadium turned it just got angry and then when the second goal went in that was it it was like people were leaving like it was the sacked in the morning started getting chant levy out started getting chant chanted and um 
you know what, if you're going on Daniel Levy, he's going to get rid of the manager. So, um, well, Dan, you're probably, you're probably, I don't know if you'll agree with me in this sense, because for me, like, I, and it's the same thing with, with Solskjaer to a degree, right? I didn't see this coming. And the only reason I didn't see it coming is because for me, it just makes absolutely no sense for them to do it because they had no other option. This is the reason why they got Nuno in the first place. Like, they didn't really have much of an option. So the only thing that comes to mind for me is that they must have an option now. If that is Conte, if that is someone else. Um, I, I don't know if they've got these they've got these illusions like they should be better than they are. I don't know what it is that they expect or Daniel Levy expects from the team to be much better than they are. Like, I think we know exactly what Daniel Levy expects. He joined the Super League. He thinks he's a top 10 club in the world. Like, he thinks top well, then, one of the best then, in the world. So is it just clear delusional? Like, they're just he just has no... No idea about who they are. Well, you say that, but I mean, uh, you know, they said this last time it didn't happen with Conte. It was like a done deal and then he, he, he turned them down. But they're saying now it's a done deal again, £20 million a year or whatever for Conte. And if they, if they get... Dan, sorry, right? that's, the, that, that's the funny thing about it, right? Because they're going to end up paying more than what they refused Conte at the start of this anyway. Yeah. Well, I think, I think part of the problem was... Um, so they, got, they, they obviously went for Fonseca... He said no. They went for Conte. He said no. I think they went for two or three others. I can't remember who. They all said no. And I think part of it was because Paratici, I think he's called the new, um, uh, what's he, the head of football or um, football director, whatever they call them these days. Um, They were bringing him in. I think for those kind of managers, they were like, well, look, if I'm going to come in, I want to know I'm going to have money to spend. I want you to guarantee none of my players are going. I want you to do all this. And they probably said, look, we can't guarantee that. We've got a new head director of football coming in. We've got this, that, the other. You know, we need you to play this style of football. We're going to be in charge of the signings. Someone like Conte and all the half-decent managers would be like, no thanks, not touching that with a barge pole. They've ended up going for Nuno Spirito Santo. And I think they've very quickly gone, yeah, shit, we shouldn't. We're, we're not big enough to be able to do that. Okay, hold our hands up. They've probably gone to Conte. You can have what you want. You can have however much money you want. You can have whatever you like. You can have whatever contract. Just we need you to come and rescue our season. And that's probably what will happen. And to be fair, he probably will for a season or two. Do a very good do job. Think, do you even think Santos that bad of a, a manager? Like, I think he went into a situation that was bad. I, I, yeah, I, I think he was I think a good he's manager, and he's just been put in a position where your your star player in Kane is is you know he was supposed to be gone, and then he comes back. Um, there's probably some kind of like dissension in and around their lineup. Deli Ali and, and players of that like seem to have already you know fallen out with previous managers. He had a he's had a bad situation. I hope he doesn't get tarnished for this too much because. He almost walked into a situation where he was never going to win. Well, I, I, think, yeah. I think Nuno gets uh, he gets credit, and he should get credit for what he did at Wolves. But at Wolves, he had a huge amount of support. He had really good resources. Like obviously, there was the Portuguese connection, which was going on there, and he he was with them for a, a, you know a lot of years. And the, the expectation level was where it was. Don't forget, two seasons ago, he finished seventh with Wolves, and that is a really impressive feat to do what he did. He's not a bad manager, but that is the only experience he has. He probably wasn't ready to step into the fire, which was something like that Spurs. I don't think anyone realised just what a poison chalice that Spurs um, managerial role was going to be because of all the turmoil and problems with the club. Um, they needed someone like a Conte who knows what he's doing, who will have his own thing. Yeah, I think everyone it. did know, and that's why they struggled to get anyone well, in. Maybe. But, but a bit I didn't realise was the fans. Like I thought Tottenham fans were a bit more realistic. And would have re- yeah. I, I, I genuinely think the Tottenham fans are unrealistic. I think they're bitter that Poch- like they're bitter Pochettino got sacked. They never wanted Mourinho. They 
I think it, it all just stems from the Pochettino sacking. And uh, I agree with that. I, and what and I, what I thought, Super League thing. yeah, and what I've, I genuinely thought with Tottenham fans would be like they could recognise Harry Kane doesn't want to be there, and he's playing like he doesn't want to be there. He's playing like someone who doesn't want to get injured before January. He's new and injured. Yeah, but he he's playing like he just doesn't. He's not bothered. The team's needs massive rebuilding, and like I thought, Tottenham fans might have been a little bit more realistic and just been like, "Let's give the manager into at least a transfer window where Kane goes." Like that should Kane should have gone this summer, and then if he had gone and Tottenham were playing this badly without Kane, I think they would potentially you'd you'd hope they'd be like, "Oh, because Kane's not there, they're struggling." But yeah. for me, it was it's the fans. They I've I've not been to many games where managers like I think the Wenger out became a bit of a joke by the by the time Wenger actually went it was like you remember you saw the Wenger out in protests in Brazil and like, yeah. at, at Trump rallies there was Wenger out posters and like there was it became almost like comedic where this was was like quite vile and I and I don't know if any of you listened to the to San like Nuno's uh like press conferences after he's he seems a genuinely nice bloke and it's like it was actually quite quite hard to to hear because he was just like please like be patient i know things are bad but like there's there is a plan but well, the thing with spurs that i'm finding on because like, what because what i often do is um you know you kind of have a picture in your mind of how teams are doing you know you don't look at the league table and you know sometimes you get surprised you're like oh this team's doing terrible you look you're like oh they're fourth like you know what i mean or sometimes like yeah not, not brighton you're like well brighton i think they're having a good season if i was if i was trying to think okay um, West Ham, I didn't realise they were having such a good season. You look like they're fourth. Man United, especially from last week against Liverpool, you're like, oh, they're having a terrible season. And then you look at their, their, where they are in the league and they're, what, fifth or something. Um, Brentford, you think, oh, they're having a great season and they're in the bottom half of the, the table. For me, Spurs wasn't having as bad a season as it seems to be portrayed. I didn't think they're, they're about as exactly where I thought they should be. So that's why, for me, it's kind of like, well, the way that it's lead, led up to this season, they're clearly not giving uh, Nuno a break. But it's not even that bad. I, I didn't I didn't think it was that bad. Maybe it's just the way in which they're performing or whatever they're looking for. Because I don't think any manager can come in right now and be like, all right, let's try and get them up to what? Being in fourth? What, what do they expect? They want to be out of the conference? Uh, uh, UA, what is it called? The UEFA? Europa Conference League. League, you know, behind the yeah. Nations League. Look, look, I think West Ham and Spurs have always had slightly deluded fans in that they assume... It reminds me a little bit of Newcastle, and I'm not trying to get loads of fans hating me here, but the, you know how you just have an expectation... And, and right? Arsenal and Brighton. Yeah, and everyone else is crap. Liverpool fans, and, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> don't get me started on Man City fans. <laughs> yeah. But, so. Well, I mean, no, but Matt, um, West Ham and Tottenham, in a, in a way... But Spurs are the brunt of a lot of chants in a lot of stadiums. I went to Leeds Stadium once and they were chanting against Spurs. Like, mm. who, who do they care about Spurs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I find it. I actually lot. find it quite quite admirable that Tottenham can. I, 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 it's actually one of the things I like about Tottenham. I, I don't. I don't. Like everyone. Yeah, there is something like 
almost to be proud of. Like when when you get a verb like Spursy, when that becomes a, a something in the dictionary, you know it's serious. But, but that's the, part the of the joke, so because they're not even that bad. Like they're not a bad side. But this is this yeah. is the thing, right? Spurs fan and most fans, Spurs fans, I'm sure, would admit it, as West Ham fans would. They expect a certain type of football to be played. Not only do they expect to win most of the time, and they expect to be challenging at the top, but they also expect to be doing that in the in their way, so the West Ham way, the Spurs yeah. way, which is and this was the problem Nuno had. Everyone knows what Nuno does. He's done it for the last four or five years at, at Wolves. He keeps clean sheets, he plays five at the back, he doesn't score very many goals, he relies on one striker. Like you know how Nuno plays, high possession football, so on and so on. It can work. That's not how Spurs want to play. They hated it under Mourinho. Why they thought they would get any different under Nuno, I don't know. But that that was just added insight, made it so easy for them to make the decision. You go, well, we just don't like that style of football. You're like, well, you literally hired the guy knowing exactly the style of football you were going to get because that's what he does. He was a goalkeeper. He knows defence. He knows how to build defences. Well, Mark, this was like, um, you're like this because it's like WWE this match on the weekend. It was almost like an I quit match. Whoever lost <laughs> is the one that gives up. Do you think Do you think social was at risk, especially after last week? We were so, Danny was so sad he couldn't even bring himself up to do a pod after losing against Liverpool in that way. Uh, yeah, so... It was, I'd say, social wouldn't have gone if it it would have taken another like 6-1 or something. I think in a 3-0 the other way, I think it'd be be really close. It would, well, they'd still give him Tuesday because Tuesday's, for me, a bigger game than than the Tottenham one. Um, Yeah, Tuesday, yeah, yeah, Atalanta, like, it, we can't be in the Europa League again, like, it's, we have to get out of that group. The group, unfortunately, you try not to do it as a fan, but you look at the group before any games played, you're like, we should walk this group. You, you're kind of almost hoping the last two games you don't have to play your first team. Yeah. And um, we're, we're in a position where we're like, we might need a point or potentially three in the last game. So, um, so Tuesday's a big last minute Ronaldo winners as well to get us any points. But that's it. So win on Tuesday, and actually the the pressure's right off Oli. I don't think he would have gone had he lost. Like I think that was. But it would have been a pretty bad. I think it was close. Time. I think a three or four nil, and I think because it it was all about the style of play and the way they played. Like uh, uh, you look at the game and the Cavani's, Varans, the the way McTominay played, they were doing everything they weren't doing against Liverpool. They were pressing. They were there was high energy. There was all like it was really fortunate. Social played really, that really, lineup. Has, has Solskjaer played that formation or, or similar lineup before? Uh, I no, think he yeah, said February 2020 was the last time he played five at the back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, and the main difference for me watching the five at the back was not having Maguire as the centre. Like it, having he is not having there, a good season, is he? Is he? I thought he was, but I thought he was good against Tottenham. And um, but he wasn't. He wasn't the 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 guy at the back. He was. Covering, I tell you, like, I tell you, who's had a real turnaround is um, Luke Shaw. I think the last few games he's played, he's been absolutely terrible. Like we at the beginning of the season, you know, we were talking about him being one of the best left backs in the world. You know, he was he was pure class. I, I remember singing his praises. The last few games, attacking wise, he's always going to at least favour that end. He wasn't doing too well defensively. What a liability he's been. Like I don't know if he's unfit again or if he's just put on some weight, but he's just. He's gone from like a superstar to, to just about above average, which is not great. Um, I see. I don't. I, 
it's weird because I thought everyone played well against Tottenham. Like, well, not I just thought, Tottenham, though. Obviously, yeah. everyone played, but we're talking about like the last few games before this. I, I think Tottenham played worse than United played good. Like, United had much better, like, not bad, but really fortunate to come up against an absolutely useless footballing side. Uh, potentially, but like for the first half, I, I was like, we're comfortable. And as soon as it went 2 0, it was like, yeah, I, I don't, I, it's hard to tell because I thought uh, the back five works well. Varane at the, the back's great. Cavani it's up front. Probably, it's probably uh, somewhere between the both. Like, you know, Man United as soon as I saw the lineup, I knew we were yeah. winning. Like, yeah. I saw that starting 11, I thought we are going to win. And well, This is one of the things that I thought, at least for Man United, is a saving grace. Because I don't know if... Now it almost seems like Solskjaer's on a game-by-game sort of thing, isn't it? The moment there's a massive slip-up again is where he's really going to be at jeopardy. But one of the good things is, and we spoke about this in the past, Mark, because you, I can't remember if it's you don't like it about players, you don't believe it, where players stop playing for the manager. Man United uh, last week had one of their worst weeks in years. And have turned it around just as against a bad sub. We still got to win the game, and they look somewhat convincing. If they came out and, and drew the game or just didn't look like they were up for it, that would be a massive cause for concern. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm I saying? Agree. But like they turned it around and they actually look like they want to win games. They're not. They're not bowing down. They're not turning over. Yeah. And they're still going to try and play for him. And that is a massive confidence boost, at least for like Ole in his changing room. So we'll yeah, see how the rest and he's game by game for now. But I'm look look at the league. We're eight behind Chelsea. So we need to to reduce that by Christmas. What happens so, against Man City next week at home if we lose six nil? Yeah, I think the... I think I think that six nil is tough. I mean, without the score, without thinking too much about the scoreline, that is a tough game. So you kind of give a little bit of leeway. If they beat Spurs, if they have a good Man game City, against yeah. Atalanta. It's yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's a twelve thirty kickoff though, so anything can happen. Uh, well, Man City always... lost to Palace, so I mean, anything can happen. Man City haven't been looking that rosy this season. No, nah, well, I mean, we can go to the games if you want, because for me, it's like I'm looking. It's funny how, like, on weekends when you know, like the top two, top three, it's always like if some if one team drops point, there's always going to be like another one or two teams to do the same. See, I always and, think uh, about bogey teams, and like, you know how Brighton and Arsenal, Arsenal used to have Stoke. Man City's is Palace. Like every season, there's mm. been almost every season they lose to Palace like, at once. And I remember the Andros Townsend wonder goal a couple of seasons ago, which caused them problems. There was three three, I think. There was like Palace and have a thing against City. I, I just think there are certain clubs that I don't know why. I don't know if it's a mental thing. More, that they've got more quick players, isn't it? Yeah, maybe it's their style of play. I don't know, but um, yeah, they just they were they're a bogey team for them, and it proved it again. And then we were all wrong about Palace. Vieira is doing a really good job he's, with them. Young, yeah, he's, he's definitely. Playing. He's actually put his CV forwards like for us. We, we said a joke, <laughs> yeah. But and then Arteta's responded. You know, like footballers, they need competition. Yeah. To, yeah. To, uh, well, to I really improve. liked um, I really liked uh, Zaha's comments after the game because he was like. You know, the thing is, what the thing we're doing is we're playing football. He's like, it's been a long time since we've had a manager that's, that's wanted us to play football and we're actually going out there and going after it. And, you know, obviously a player like him, who's always going to want to play football. And they look like they always want players that want to play football. They just tell them not to. You know, you can't really get all of these young, skillful, fast, quick, powerful players and then get Roy Hodgson and say, all right. And Elise and Zaha, they're just basically yeah. like all these wingers and tricky players and then telling them and giving them Roy Hodgson to manage them. Exactly. And a team like that's always going to be feast or famine. And, and against Man City, I guess it was feasting all day. Well, they, they've been unlucky not to get more points. I think if they had someone better than Benteke up front, well, I know they had Edward and he's done all right, but 
if they had a proper striker, proper top quality. Yeah, Ivan Tony up in there. He looks like a Palace player, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, they probably. I bet they signed him. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what I think? I think this for me. I'm, I, I might be calling it a bit early. I don't know. I think Chelsea might be the team to to beat this season. Um, they just seem. You said that at the start, didn't? Weren't when they all of us top two? Yeah, but but, but I still think one. there's a lot of conversation. Yeah, but I think I think for me at least, I'm just I'm just I'm at the point where I'm putting them as the ones to be as a you know I haven't I haven't really been I don't know if I've been as definitive. Liverpool, Man City, always going to be in the conversation. Just looking at the way that they're structured, it just seems like this is Chelsea's time to do it, and they might pull away now from away from the rest of them because they just seem more proficient. Like. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they miss players when they're gone. They just continue to kind of roll. Yeah, I I think I said it when I saw him against Villa earlier in the season. And I was like, they're happy not to be the best team on the pitch. Like they don't, they don't. Do you know how like Pep's all about the number of passes and possession and then Klopp's about energy and pressing and Kelsey don't care. They just care about the result. And against Villa, they won 3-0. And I was like, they were terrible, but they were just so clinical. They were just like, in our moments, we'll play real quick for a few minutes, get a goal. And then once we got the goal, we'll sit back and then we'll wait for and just pick them off. And, and that's what I found scary about Chelsea is players were willing to play that system. They haven't got like a Zaha saying, I, w- I want a manager who makes me play football. Like they're happy if... Tuchel tells them to sit back. If Tuchel part of it, tells them, part to... of it's probably just because it's it's newer. Do you know what I mean? Like Man United, Man City have had Pep for a while. Liverpool, if you know, yeah. they they've already won. So now it's like how they perform. Chelsea kind of still needs to win under Tuchel, and then they might get bored of the whole. Yeah, I mean, system. all they've won is the Champions League. Yeah, right. but you know, the Premier League's different. You know what I'm talking about, though, isn't it? Like, let's let's be real. Well, Did you that's, what's have... that's what's earning him that right, Mark. I think yeah. that the reason they listen to him and do what he says is he came in in half season. Turn them around to win the Champions League. Yeah, because it, yeah, it's, I would funny, imagine it's in, funny. Like I would imagine in two seasons, if Tuchel's still there, I, I would highly doubt if you know the same group of players would be happy to be the worst team on the pitch. Well, I don't know if they're winning everything. They're happy to do it. Nah. Yeah, and if they're not guaranteed, first you win starters, and then you win, what, then you win well. That's like City's thing. If you're if you're not a guaranteed starter, you don't have the right to be unhappy because you don't because if you're if every other week you're not playing. Yeah. Then, then your your focus is well. What do I do just to get playing? And but once you get like a vocal point, like a a Ronaldo, a Salah, who, a Harry Kane, who's like, well, I'm going to play no matter what. So I want to play my style. But with Chelsea and City, the players probably just want to be on the team sheet and then worry yeah. about the way they play. You look at that Chelsea squad. I mean, the, the one set, the one thing I'm holding on to in the hope that someone can catch Chelsea is. Tuchel, you know, the reason he, he suffered at PSG, he suffered at Dortmund because he pisses people off. Like what he has done historically is he's fallen out with people, either players, staff, whatever. Like normally it's all rosy and nice. You have a lovely period of about a year and then he starts to fall out with players and he hasn't done it yet. He seems great. Everyone seems on board, like no problems, but they've got a really big squad. When you realise it now when Lukaku's out and you see players like Callum Hudson-Odoi, you see Ziyech, you see Kai Havertz, all playing brilliantly. Like last, like Ziek was unbelievable this week mm. in that game against Newcastle. It was brilliant. Best player on the pitch, still only played 60 minutes. Came up. They've got such a big squad. It's not going to take much, I don't think, for a few of them to feel like, why aren't I playing? Like, I'm good enough to be playing here. 
Um, you've got Alonso with Chilwell. Like uh, Alonso can't get in the team. He was the captain three or four weeks ago. Like I, I just think they've got such an amazing squad. He's going to really struggle. I'm, I'm feeling it too, boy. I put Mason Mount in my side, and all of a sudden he ain't yeah, playing. Like, yeah, yeah. Fucking asshole. You pet looking pet. fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Pet. You can't pick that. You can't pick a, a player from yeah. there. Too, man. You just don't know who's going to start. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not worried by teams running away in terms of. No, it's ten games. I don't see Chelsea. Well, that's because Man United I'm more in fall off. No, no, but that's the that is what I worry about. Your my team falling away rather than mm. Chelsea will drop points. They, I, I'm just yeah. looking at their fixtures. They've got well, they're going to lose Wendy in as well as Liverpool losing Salah and um, Mane in the new year. They're going to lose Mendy. And I know he's not might not be the best keeper in the world, in, but he's certainly better than Kepper. And we okay. know what happens when Kepper's in goal. Danny, I was going to say to you so much. Just got your like. He may not be the best goalkeeper in the world, but is he the best African goalkeeper ever? I mean, the guy. <laughs> I, he's so good. I thought he was French. Like it, he's unbelievable <laughs> for an African goalkeeper. But no, he's yeah, he's a proper African represents them. And he's the, and he's playing well. He's a good goalkeeper. He's not bad by any. He is a good goalkeeper. Uh, and when they lose him, I think he'll make a difference. He's been brilliant. That's the him. one player I think they cannot lose. He's no Ramsdale. Hey, yeah. come on now. Who Cold said that was a bad sign in? <laughs> all of us. for a number two. That's I think we all. Yeah, I think I don't. I, I was like, I was waiting for someone to say they said Ramsdale would be good because I was like. I yeah. think he was universally slated. Yeah, I mean, oh, not, not, his, not one of us. Yeah, I was like, whoever was that Arsenal like scout or, or the board member who pushed for Ramsdale? Where the hell did they that, see that? I mean, Manchester Day had it perfectly with the, with the way he was spraying them passes. It was, it was just so good to watch. Like, and yeah, obviously the team's playing well. Ben White is starting to look better. Gabriel was coming into his own. Like. But we yeah. said at the start of the season and everyone was kicking up a fuss about Ben White getting destroyed in those first two games. And it was like, well, he needs someone next to him who can head the ball because he's small and he can't head the ball. He need a big dominating presence. Gabriel, and they need a left footer to do it. And that is what Gabriel is. And they just needed him to come back. They do look like yeah. an interesting player. Yeah. And also, I think there's a couple of things. One, it felt like for the one of the first times that Arsenal had their starting eleven to pick. I know Tierney was missing and... So they, they're 10 of their probably 11. Tavares was picked. And all right, though, I left that. Yeah. And that's it. If you, have one or two, if you have one or two out, it, you can sort of deal with it. But Arsenal for periods had quite a few players missing. Also, Lacazette seems to have re, like, come back out of... He seemed to be in Arteta's bad books at, at the end of last year. And he... So you see him and Aubameyang on... What was it on this weekend? BT. And they were talking yeah. about... Uh, they're like the experienced players and everyone behind them. It's like the opposite, isn't it? Normally you have old centre-backs and young forwards, but Arsenal have old forwards when, and young players all behind them. But they it seems like they it does work. So well, it, I think at least with like Lacazette and the players like that, with, with Emil Smith-Rowe and Saka looking as good, having party back, they've got players that are going to be able to deliver them the ball. And Lacazette, like, you know, he... I can I can understand why he would be frustrated because he works fucking hard trying to hold that line. And if he has to do that without receiving the ball, of course you're going to get pissed off and you can stop working. When you've got Xhaka is your most creative player on the pitch, you're never going to get the ball to Lacazette, are you? Come on, you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's, it's no good. So, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what to make of this Arsenal side. I'm just going to try and enjoy it as best I, I can. Be a, they'll go on a good run now and I don't think they've got the squad there. So, no, it's a good thing we're not in Europe. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's... I think the next few weeks are going to be quite good for Arsenal. 
Like, yeah, I mean, I don't like you said. I don't know who they're scouting though, but whoever found what's his name, Tommy Yashu or Tommy Yashu, yeah, he's such a oh, good man. Great, such right. a good what, an, what an upgrade on Bellerin. Where did they get him from? No idea. I don't know who saw him out, but um, yeah, him with him Tavares. I mean, I, look, I I don't think these players going to be world beaters, but it's they're not bad. They're not bad is where we're at, and right now that is the best we can hope for. You're allowed to admit. Yeah, I get in public. I, I always, you know me, Dan. I always admit when I'm wrong. The only unfortunate thing about everyone else is it's very few and far between when I am. But um, yeah, there's a few Arsenal players I was probably misjudged on. But yeah, yeah let's not get ahead of ourselves. You're finally accepting that Burnt Leno is useless. Um, no, I just think he's not as good as Wansell. Yeah, he's just got a, a world class keeper ahead of. What him. can you do? <laughs> it was like he's when got, He's got England's future goalkeeper for the last next five years. Last year, we we did a list. We ranked our twenty keepers, right? And I'm I can guarantee you, Chris would have had Berlino in the top five, and he'd have had Ramsdale bottom, like twentieth. I guarantee you. And he was. Not, it's uh, sometimes sometimes you need that big money move, and it gives you the confidence. Is not <laughs> is he's not a good keeper. He is not a bad goalkeeper. That's where we're going to go with him. Um, in championship. In championship. Uh, I don't know if there's any other games to really talk about no, unless you want to talk about them otherwise only Liverpool Le- dropping points Le- no, Leeds got a win well yeah I mean look we'll get to that in yeah. results league yeah we'll get that into <laughs> results league I mean yeah you know it's not you're up against Norwich I mean come on now who knew that there was going to be uh, I don't know Norwich are just they're up there with one of the worst Premier League sides of all time it's, it's incredible well, it's interesting, right? Because they've got two points in ten games, uh, so we're what a quarter of the more than a quarter of the way through the season. They've got two points. I think eleven is the points to beat to get that derby team with Savage in it. Got eleven points. Yeah, um, yeah. Can they potentially be the worst team of all time? Maybe. They can't score. They cannot score. Like it's not. It's not like they they're bad at scoring. They they cannot score a goal. It's impossible for them to. It's it. It's so bad. And um, yeah, they, they can have a real tough time. I mean, they're so bad, you think they'd have a tough time in the championship this year. So yeah, I'm, I, you know what? It's funny. I, I think the same. I, I'm confused about Watford. I, I just can't work them out. They lose 5 0 one week, they score five the next, and they crap the next week. I just can't work Watford out at all. Dilly ding, dilly dong, they say. Basically, that is a really good explanation. Do you know who I can't figure out? I can't, I can't figure out Southampton. I think they're starting to figure themselves out a bit. Just trying to eke out like some small wins. There, there's a few, out. yeah. There's a few teams like Southampton, as you said, uh, Watford, and that just have a five-six nil loss in them. Do you know? Even when they're winning, you're yeah. like, one week they're just going to get battered by, and it could anyone in the league could batter them. Yeah. Do you know? I can't figure out Everton either. I don't even. I don't even. It's like I feel like they're not even participating in the league. They're just such a nothing team for me, man. They're like Tuesdays. Like they're just nothing. Until they coupon busted my bet to Watford a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> well, they're playing. They're playing tonight against Wolves. Yeah, another nothing team. Another nothing game. Who no one cares. <laughs> but they can easily lose that game as well, isn't it? Such yeah. What happened game. this weekend? It was like we're just going to put all the good games on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it was like super, super Sunday. Really. I was like, yeah, this is the Sunday where you want people to have. Birthdays and weddings and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always one or two in the season when they have yeah. to fill the quota, and this was one of them. Uh, should we do results league? Yeah. Yeah. Up. Let's do it. Um, so last week, Danny went for Brentford to beat Burnley 1 0. 
Little Man. do you know, Chris Wood decided I'm having a game today. 3 1, they uh, they lost to Burnley. So well done. It was a, maybe it was for Sean Dyche as well. What was it? How long is it? Fifth, 10 years or it was his anniversary there? It was a nine year anniversary. At nine year anniversary, you know. And he said he's going to celebrate it like he usually does, get home and have a cup of tea. Lovely. Um, Mark went for Leeds to beat Norwich. I thought Norwich might have a, uh, have a win in there because Leeds are fraudulent, but they're not that big of frauds where they're going to lose against Norwich. Rafinha's back. It's the difference. Big difference. Yeah. They won uh, 2-1, so Mark went for 3-1. No, it was one funny because I was result. like, I try and, I, on our thing, I kept track of who, who we picked to lose the most. And I was like, I want to do Leeds, but I don't want to pick Norwich every week. And then I went to my results and realised I'd never picked Norwich to lose. So I was like... <laughs> You've been avoiding it so much. It, yeah, because sometimes you're like, well, that's the cheat week, isn't it? Just yeah. just pick whoever's playing Norwich. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because you consider it every time you're like, yeah, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went for Chelsea to beat Newcastle away from home 3-0. Oh, Boom. hang on. Wow. Did you I'm really- on. Four-pointer. That yeah. is big. And the last yeah, time the last time we did our pod, I had Palace to beat Arsenal 2-1 away. And um, how close was that? 2-2. Two, two. Uh, that was the 95th last kick of the game equaliser by Arsenal. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. We should have won that game too. I mean, I don't I can't remember it, but I'm just saying that. Um, have you got your games for next week? I'm just looking at them. So I'll go. I know I said it, but I'm going for the Brentford Norwich fixture. I'm going <laughs> Norwich to get their first win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought about there's, that one. I thought about that. Uh, do you know what it is? Is sometimes you'll see what tends to happen is the promoted teams come up, and the team that come through the playoff have a storming start to the year, and then they play the team that they who actually won the league the year before, and then it sort of the tables turn. And I think this could be a little not a table turning moment, but a little bubble burst for Brentford and a maybe a kickstart for Norwich. So I'm oh, that was that was what was that? It's 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 not a table turning, it's a what and what? A little some... bubble Brentford yeah. bubble burst. So uh <laughs> not a bubble burst, but a <laughs> that was great. Three three cliches all at once. All right. And there we go. So I'm gonna go two two nil Norwich. Ooh, they can't score a goal, but apparently they can score two against Brentford. Impossible. That's freaking impossible. If you get that, I feel like you should get fucking double points. That is bananas. Have you got one, Dan? I do. I really want to go for Leicester away at Leeds, but I'm not going to do it because uh, I've already picked them one to win and one to lose. So I am going to go with a. I need some points on the board. You know, with a home victory, and I'm going to go for the inform Crystal Palace to beat Wolves. Uh, and I'm going to go for a cheeky 3-1. You know what? Oh, that was like my exact one. Can I still go for it? Of course you can. I just like picking different ones than you. Because also, you're not very good at this game this year. So mm. I've won it the last two years in a row, but who's counting? Uh, you, you, who checks that? You're lying. You won last year. Good for you. Hey, this all year. The, I, who checks that? They're all in the sheet. You can check them. All in the sheet. What was your score? I have no idea. Oh, oh, this three week. One, three one. Three one. I thought you meant my last year's score. I have no idea. No, 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 no. no. You both no. gave up after about 10 weeks. I didn't give up. I never give up. That is not in my nature. Mark gave up since week one. He went like all these away fixtures with some bad teams. <laughs> Get him out of the way. I've got double Danny's points. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? So I'm going to go for the same then, only because I planned that earlier on and I want to keep it. I'm going to go for Crystal Palace. 
Actually, I'm not going to go for 3-1. I'm going to go for 2-1. How about that? Just to change it up. Um, so the scores on the doors are Danny, dead last, four points. How many weeks are we in this? Ten? Oh, my goodness. 11 game weeks. Where we just The irony is I actually got a four-pointer as well. So I think it's the only thing got right. <laughs> You're like, as soon as we said, oh, let's start betting on trebles. You're right? filling Chris's uh, one with confidence. Yeah, I'm having, a, I'm having a bad time with this. This, this thing's going to happen, Chris. Don't worry. I feel it in my bones. Mark is at middle of the road with... Um, you've picked Norwich... Oh, no, it's to win. You've picked nice. Norwich to win yeah. twice. <laughs> you're not picking yeah. them to lose, but you're definitely picking them to win. <laughs> yeah, get them out the way. <laughs> um, you've got eight points and I've got a lovely 12-pointer. Boom, boom. Thank you for the four points. I know, that, that Arsenal last-minute equaliser is, is the difference. I've got four points. Big time, big time. That's big time. Um, do you want to do Champions League draft? Do you have had a look at that? Uh, yeah. Let's do it. So last week, so this was two weeks ago. We've got Champions League tomorrow um, or today, whenever this pod comes out. Um, Danny got the least amount of points last round with 205 points. So he's got his first team transfer. Then it goes Mark with 275. And then it's me with 280. I don't know what's going on with me in football right now, but I'm absolutely en fuego, killing it right now. So Danny, you get to change one of your teams for another with the corresponding pots. I, I need to look at the bloody tables. I, uh, so while, so while you do that, I'll... Uh, yeah. I, do you know last year I had that super sub where I'm brought in... Munch and Gladbach. Yeah. I did the opposite this week. I took out Ajax, who won 4-0 against Dortmund and brought in Zenit, who lost 1-0. So <laughs> I rolled the dice. But it was, uh, Why have you done that? You've just given Danny the out. Do you know what? That was just about, funny enough, just to say thank you very much. That is exactly what I'm going to have to do there. Uh, Man United, ha- uh, although I think Atlanta, Atlanta could score goals and obviously did all right against United, um, I actually got nine points. They're obviously going through. I am going to swap Atlanta for Ajax. Uh, fucking hell, Mark, man, for fuck's sake. That no, that's me. fine. I, I've got a fear that uh, At- Atlanta's going to win on Tuesday, but. Yeah, I, I do too. But I just in terms of qualifying from the group, I want to be certain. And Ajax are now through. So. How would how would you feel with a draw? Do you remember that? Uh, I, I need to. The problem the that does is that, that puts Villarreal at the top of the group. Yeah, and it means we've got to play Villarreal still. And if they if we don't beat Villarreal, we're basically definitely not winning the group, which is a problem. So you would say this might be a must win. I think this is a really really important. We need to win this one. Yeah. Mm. No, I can't lose though, because if you, if you lose, you still got a chance, but I must have win. Yeah. Mark, who do you want to transfer? Uh, Zenit out and Salzburg in. That's what I'm doing. This is brutal. I tell you what, that team, that, that group, Group G, Salzburg, Sevilla, Lille, and Wolfsburg, what is going on in that group? Those teams are so bad. Well, hopefully Salzburg aren't that bad. Well, Salzburg, are, I mean, they're basically through. As long as they, if they win one more game, they're on 10 points. They're done. They're through. So those were the two teams that I wanted to put in mind because Leipzig are absolutely pissing their pants through this Champions League. Um, so I've got to pick one from pot three. It's Porto, Shakhtar Donetsk, Benfica, Atalanta and Zenit. I'd written down the two teams you guys have just taken. I don't know why. I just thought you guys weren't really going to pay much of attention to this. So I figured, oh, I might be able to get through. 
uh, with this, but then Mark helped you out. I know you would have picked another well, team. Well, I thought Zenit were very unlucky against Juve, so there could be an upset on the card. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Um, so I'm definitely taking um, Leipzig out because they're absolutely woeful. Um, come and help me out, guys. Who should I go for? Who do you think? Well, the the one thing I would say, I mean, who are Benfica playing? Because they're in Barcelona's group, right? And Barcelona are clearly absolutely useless right now. And although they've just sacked Conan, haven't they? So if Xavi yeah. comes in, they're obviously going to win the Champions League. But well, it's um, Arteta they want. Well, Benfic- Benfic- yeah, Benfica's against Bayern Munich, which is oh, really good. Uh, well, good. the thing is, uh, every team that's available has got a t- tough team. Zenit's got Juventus, Atalanta's got Man United. That's the only one that's tempting to me. Uh, shout to Donetsk. I mean, no one will pick them anyway. They're against Real Madrid away from home. They could get a result. Uh, they just lost Porto. Got got Milan. Milan. Yeah, Porto but they could get a result. Porto have got Milan and uh, oh, yeah, they, no one's got them. Porto have got Milan and they beat them last time. Mm. Yeah, but that was so a Milan. Milan goal, goal. Goal. I wanted to see that scores goals. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know? What? I'm just gonna put my middle finger up at you two. I'm just gonna go for Atalanta. Fuck it. Of the ones, them or Porto was your best bet, I'd say. Porto are unbeaten in that they're top of their domestic league, unbeaten. They've scored 25 goals in 10 games. If you want a team that scores goals, Porto do do it. Yeah, but Porto's scored two goals in the Champions League and conceded five and won one, draw one, lost one. Yeah, so, but they've had harder they've had harder games than Milan. But anyway, up to you. Milan looking yeah, good. Yeah, well, look, I'm going Atalanta. How about that? Nice. Yeah. Do you approve? Uh yeah. No, you uh-huh. don't. You just spent the last few minutes telling me how bad it was. Right. So um, hopefully we'll have some good results for Champions League. Uh. It is funny, Chris, that you've got Sheriff and Atalanta. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Sheriff one was a bit cracked, but I didn't. I should have changed uh, Leipzig much earlier because they just been. Yeah. Did, did you at least have yeah. Sheriff for their, uh, no. their win? No, I got it the week afterwards, isn't it? So, like me and Mason Mount, get them in for the points, and then they do nothing. Yeah. Um, all right, so we got a uh, fantasy football. I yeah. am having an absolutely wonderful week. Um, you guys are like the exact opposite, right? Yeah. Who have you got that's such a good week? Uh, no. <laughs> I just got a few good players. Like, um, my defence has done pretty good. McCarthy got eight points. Chilwell got eight points. Livermento got oh, six Oh, Gallagher points. as well. How Gallagher good is Conor Gallagher? Salah 10, Ronaldo 12. Just kind of doing How good is Conor Gallagher? Can we just appreciate? Yeah. He is just a brilliant player. It was not be long before he's in the England team. Just, I don't know. I'm just, got... I'm just looking now. Thank God I put Conza on the bench for the All Talk team. <laughs> He's got minus four. That's it. Oof. Has he really? Yeah. yeah, and he got a red card, so he's gone for three games, right? Oh, yeah, but he also yeah. had Trossard with nine points. God. Yeah, but Trossard's not going to come off the bench, is he? No, no, no but uh, yeah. It's... The team's so done quite team... well. The team's done I'm going right to take out. Week. I'm going to take out Conza, um, and I'm super tempted to put in Ben White. 4.4 points, he's playing every game. Arsenal starting to look a bit better. So we get some money in the bank. Um, and they're up against Watford. It will be Liverpool after that. And then it's a bit of flip-flopping between good sides and bad sides. I'm going to go for White because I think he might be going up. And also, he's very cheap. Right. How's that? Yeah. No, that's no, no that's one? Good. No, no, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good news that you've finally overtook the all talk team now. So you can you can actually do good subs for them now. Yeah, your math. Um, 
This is your one, Mark. When do we get to use any of these chips, man? We have to use the. We have to use the wildcard before Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I like to use it not just before Christmas. I like to have a few weeks of it, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, my, it's my, not in desperate. You lot were like, it's in desperate need of, of a wild card. It's not. No, it's not too bad now. It looks. Well, now it's all right. It's got, it's, I'm in you know desperate need of a wild card. <laughs> I'm in. Like, I would take that, that team. I'd take that all <laughs> yeah. team over my team right now. It's not well, bad. that all team's currently on 50. It's going to finish on 51. I'm on 15, so... <laughs> <laughs> this might be the best all-talk team. This might be the best all-talk team we've ever had. Oh, my word, Mark. Laporte, minus two. I've just seen your team. Yeah. yeah you screwed me as well. I've, I've already subgreened it out. That's it. He's not playing... He's going to play farther back against City again, isn't he? So... Uh, Greenwood's not the problem is, is it's hard to spend four points and because you need to guarantee the person you're bringing in at least for one week's gonna, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's just difficult. So I was like, yeah, it's but I had a storming week the week before, I got I went from 120 something points to 15. That so. was only last week, and now I've got 15, <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Um, if we haven't got anything else, we've got front three, back four. Yeah, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, uh, in my front three this week is Island Boys. Have you heard of Island Boys? No, Island Boys are the newest viral sensation, uh, to hit the streets. Um, I'm trying to share my screen here, but it's not working. Oh, there we go. So Island Boys, uh, yeah, the newest viral sensation with their brand new song. Who are they? Were you not listening? Were you not listening? Who are they? They're the Island Boys. Yeah, but who are they? <laughs> so they're these two twins from Florida who um, are cool. musicians. And um, they've, they're both, they're called, well, they've got different names. They've not got a band name, but they're called Kodiak Red and Fly Soldier. And uh, they, uh, they put this song on TikTok and it's obviously, for obvious reasons, <laughs> has gone a bit viral if you can't see the screen it's maybe down to their looks also their terrible taste in their or their terrible writing skills and um you know when i've said a few times i feel like i'm losing touch with reality this is why yeah i have no idea what's going on here i don't know who they are i don't know why they look like that and um i don't know why people have decided to make them famous except for laughing at them but they'll earn millions for this and um yeah, good for them, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm just losing it. Do you reckon anyone ever looked at like like years ago? They would have looked at like Michael Jackson, and he was like the the he was like the island boy version in the eighties. Like, what is this guy doing? There's no idea. You had, you had seventy year olds being like, "What the hell is going on here?" I don't know. It's, it's a totally yeah. I, I'm not on TikTok, so I don't I don't see what I ain't. I'm not. I I've not. I'm not on TikTok at all, and it still came across my fucking table. Who knows what's going on? But yeah, so Island Boys, good for them. Alex and Frankie, they're called. 
um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just unsuccessful and, and they are. I don't know. You're, um, you're old before your time, Chris, clearly. Honestly, this is ridiculous. What's going on with this world? In uh, my back three this week is uh, Barclays Bank, uh, namely um, Jess Staley. He's the, he's a like big boss man at Barclays and um, he's just left or been fired, one or the other, because of um, his potential links for Jeffrey Epstein. So for those that don't know, Jeffrey Epstein was a, uh, was a serial serial paedophile, multimillionaire, had links with loads of rich people, had an island, and uh, Jess Staley went to his island, which is a bad sign for you, so yeah. do that. And uh, yeah, Barclays have decided to get rid of him because they can't take the heat, even though they're standing by him saying he probably did nothing bad. Um, anyone that's tarnished with the Jeffrey Epstein brush, you are fucked. So, anyway. Yeah, shame he committed suicide before he could name his names, isn't it? It's an absolute shame, Jeffrey Epstein. R.I.P. I mean, I don't know, probably burning somewhere, uh, which is pretty. Anyway, cool. yeah, and I don't know about Jess Daly. He's, uh, he's had a, a bit of a mixed background with some of his stuff, particularly with Barclays. But um, Barclays isn't the most reputable bank in the world. Although I've banked with them for years, and they've been a great bank. Um, yeah, they do a lot of stuff that people don't like. So yeah, Barclays are in my back for this week. Who wants to go next? Okay. Yeah, go on then. Um, so oh, sorry. Also, my front three this week is uh, Sleepy Joe Biden. He fell asleep again uh, during the <laughs> COP twenty six. <laughs> the COP twenty six. Do like that? Yeah, the COP twenty six. You know, in in in, uh, in Glasgow, the big yeah big um, climate conference where um, Greta Thunberg's up there rustling the fuss and the, yeah, yeah. He fell asleep. Well, a lot of them couldn't couldn't get there on. Sorry, I was just getting up something for my uh, thing. Yeah, an elephant. But yeah, a lot of them yeah, get the up, trains, get the up it, good day, because a tree <laughs> fell on the track. You're like, the climate don't even want you to go to the climate change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they should have took. They should have took jets like the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, so I was just, you know, what? I just see. I, I was trying to find the video for the thing I was going to say, and I just seen the most bizarre video. It's Slatan Ibrahimovic in Squid Game. Uh, what am I seeing? What is going on here? I've not seen Squid Game, so I don't know if he was in it or not. No, <laughs> he's definitely not in it. It's a Korean program. Spoiler alert. Zlatan <laughs> the boss. Spoiler alert. Zlatan is not in Squid Game. Um, but I've just come across a video where one of the uh, Milan, te- one of his Milan teammates is one of the like prisoners in the thing. And Zlatan's in, in the Squid Game outfit. And that's what that, you would have heard that music. It would have been the... Um, it was the Squid Game's music. Mark, have you seen it? I've seen Squid Game, yeah. Yeah, so this music. Anyway, it's a really bizarre video. It ends in Zlatan being one of the guys in the pink things with the... Anyway, that was when not my fit. I just came When something comes out on Netflix, I wait at least a month or two to watch it because I believe that they tell you what you like. I think I've been through this. And uh, I don't want to be a sheep. Uh, it's actually good. It, I, I mean, don't watch it. You would say that, wouldn't you? No, I, I, do you know what? I didn't watch it for ages and then it kept saying it's number one in the country. Everyone's watching it. I was like, well, everyone's talking about it. I'll watch it. Let's see. And actually, I quite enjoyed it. Um, it's convenient. Well, yeah, because it's quite good. It, but don't watch it with dubbing. That's what they you tell me. They tell me it's good. Yeah, you have to watch it with subtitles. Not right, it's terrible with dubbing. That's, that's what everyone keeps saying. That's so funny. Like, I hate subtitles. I much prefer dubbing usually. No, that's honestly, the only reason I want to watch it. Did you, you watch that with dubbing? Did you watch Parasite, Chris, with dubbing, or did you watch it with subtitles? I, uh, I think I watched it with dubbing, yeah. 
No wonder you didn't like that film. Yeah. <laughs> that don't make sense. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. I was talking to someone the other day about Squid Games. I was like, oh, it's just, I just can't watch it. Like, I can't work out what's going on because of this dubbing. I was like, you know, you can watch it with subtitles. They're like, oh, man. Struggled through the dubbing. Anyway. Yeah, because the... They're, any, they're... Any, show, any show that needs instructions is not a good show. Go on, what's in your front three? Uh, anyway, in my front three this week is, um, is Ryan Reynolds. Um, you'll have seen Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds doing the rounds. Um, we all know he bought Wrexham Football Club with his mate. Um, mm. Fair enough. But what I really enjoyed about Ryan Reynolds over the last week or two is his content that he's producing around Wrexham. So I they are going to say his rock hard abs. Well, and that. But they are um, they're putting... They're, there's a documentary coming out about Wrexham Football Club. So they're, they're doing an Amazon special on Wrexham, classic style. Um, but there was a video I saw yesterday, brilliant, where him and the other guy who he's boy with, I can't remember his mother. Rob McElhenney, isn't it? Yeah. From, from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's it, exactly. Yeah. Um, and they had a Welsh translator. It was obviously like a scene. And they're basically talking and saying how wonderful Wrexham is and how they can't wait and have a Welsh translator. And she's just completely insulting them. And it's just a really funny video. It's a real classic. And I just, what I quite like about what Ryan Reynolds is doing is, although he's taking the piss a little bit, I think he's he's bringing the Wrexham name, you know, out there. I, I'm actually really intrigued. I started keeping an eye out on their scores just because I want to know how they're doing. And did you see that they got added to FIFA 2020 or 2022? Sorry. So they normally, would get money? Well, norm- normally um, FIFA only ever adds the 92 league teams, and um, they've made a special dispensation. They've agreed to add Wrexham to FIFA. So uh, there was I, don't, a I, don't good know to, I don't know what to make about like these foreign investors like getting football teams that are from like lower leagues. It's almost like it's almost like when Uggs were a big thing, but like you know people around where we live couldn't afford it, so they'd go to Primark and get like a budget yeah. pair. And they're like, oh, I still look, I still, I still own a pair. And you're like, well, not really. What's their their human rights history like? Is there any like? <laughs> Have you seen Deadpool? Not very good. <laughs> yes. I saw him. Yeah, he killed a few in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Outside of outside of some TV murders, uh, not to yeah, because he was in Blade as well, wasn't he? Murdering a load of people in Blade. He killed um, a few people in that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was quite good in that though. Um, no, I'm a big fan of Wrexham now. A big fan of Ryan Reynolds, and um, I think he's putting them on bye, the map. Bye bye, Gillingham. Hello, Wrexham. Exactly. Gillingham's so boring. Sorry, but... It's we, do you know, it was a, yeah, it was, like, it was like the all-talk FC Derby on the weekend. Gillingham yeah, I'll try, I, I kept, I've still got the notifications for their games. <laughs> me too, like, me yeah, too. I, do you know, I, I find myself, whenever I saw I see them concede, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, what's <laughs> wrong with you? I'm like, oh, fucking Atkins and Stanley again. Um, uh, well, you know what? Marcel is back, is he? Really? I thought he was out injured. I've just seen the lineup for Wolves. Um, I'm desperately trying to find my back four now. Can't find it, so I'm stalling for time. Yeah, it's funny because um, your your one actually strangely goes into my front three. Oh, uh, you go, Mark, and then uh, um, Danny can, can, can finish. Yeah, because yeah. my front three is, is FIFA and EA Sports. So I, did, I feel like we mentioned it often. Remember when we spent hours playing that game? Hours. I, I miss it. It's I miss it. Yeah, it was great. It was great days. Yeah. And um, during I, I I stopped playing FIFA for a few years, and during lockdown, when we couldn't play football, one of my football groups set up a FIFA tournament. I downloaded FIFA 21, and within two games, realised they haven't changed this game for the last five years. And it was like riding a bike. It was just like, oh, I know how to play this. I had to change the buttons, obviously, but um, <laughs> classic as yeah. you always do. R1 is the run button. I don't care. 
what anyone else says. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was like they haven't changed the game at all. And I was like, I haven't played this really for five years, maybe longer. I don't even know what one we stopped playing. I feel like Wayne Rooney was still the front cover when we used to play it. Well, I remember the lot one one of us at the last one we got was still in its packaging like six months later. So yeah, it hadn't been played. So so there's a big dispute. FIFA want to charge EA one billion a year to use their name. So EA are now exploring ways that we may no longer have an annual FIFA game. And I see this as good news because I'm like. They've just been churning the same game out every year. Like, so, sounds, point, like sounds like Man Red should be in your front three. Yeah, well, it's a shame because uh, Pro Evo became e e football. It's, there's no more, no longer a Pro Evo. Really? What, no. what, oh, yeah, they launched e football, but unfortunately, it's it's got so many bugs. But what they've decided is it it's free. You don't pay for it anymore, and each year you might just pay for like the latest subs or the late like. You just they're just going to constantly upgrade the game rather than say, oh, next September, there's going to be a new version with slight upgrades and new kits. They're, they're just going to try and have this rolling game that just constantly. Is it, is it FIFA that are saying they're no longer letting EA have the rights to FIFA? So, One billion dollars. Yeah, that, no, they're, they're saying they can have them, but it's just a, a, yeah, yeah, just a little chunk of change. Yeah, but I feel, feel like things like imaging rights have changed so much since FIFA, the international, which I think came out in like 95 or something. It sounded um, like a girl's name, imaging rights. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that decent, would be a pretty Yeah, decent, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I reckon in the next two or three years, we're going to see, well, probably sooner actually, we will see a, a pay to earn type of FIFA game. So people uh, can. Uh, I think one day there's going to be a game. I think one day there's going to be a game when you when you play as someone who's playing a game. So esports are going to get so big, you play as an esports player playing a game. <laughs> playing yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. I, it, you know, it's it, it it's so bad. It sounds feasible. You like I press square. Why didn't you press square? <laughs> and they're like, well, I didn't press square because they didn't press square. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this leg. Yeah. But um. But yeah, it just, I, I, w- I would like to get back to, I was thinking about this. I, I, it might be the last few months I spent so much money that like having FIFA was such a great money saver, weren't it? It's like, yeah, it was. Why don't we do a few FIFA nights? Why don't we get the new FIFA 2020 and see if we're any good? Oh, Dan, I'll, 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 yeah. I'll put a doodle poll together when we can all get together and then we can play. Yeah, we'll do it in 2023. <laughs> yeah, it won't be FIFA anymore. Comes out. <laughs> in an esports evolution like version 2.85, like, I don't know. Uh, what's anyway, your back four, Mark? Uh, back four, uh, I'm going to go for this one because it's uh, is Gumpfer from Friends. Yeah, uh, uh, nah, four one, one out for sure. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, and wow. um, he's probably is he the best character that wasn't one of the main ones? Like, yeah, he's got to be. He was, he, is, he, is, is he like is it because what 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 he's called is like a part of an ensemble cast, and is he like the yeah. most anonymous kind of like background character in any show ever? Like. Yeah, there's we all know who he is. Yeah, and I love the story of how he became Gumper. So, yeah, um, he was a literal extra. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. and then uh, he was the only one who could use the coffee machine. (laughs) So, so they were like, Oh, we'll put him as the the, um, coffee shop guy, and then they were like, Oh, this guy's actually quite funny. And then they decided the, the love 
the secret love story of Rachel might work out. So it was just by pure fluke he ended up yeah. being such a big character. And what what dream? Yeah, and he was clearly. Yeah, I I don't know if you've seen it yet, Chris. The the reunion, but it was nice that he managed managed to get on that because he he clearly was not well when. What did they, he die of? I didn't read it. Cancer, did he? Cancer. I thought. Yeah. Um, wow. I've, I've closed my page, but um. Yeah, he he joined the reunion via a video link, and obviously I that was the first. I didn't really I don't really follow the characters once it finished, but that was the first time I saw him since, and I was like, oh, he doesn't look too well. So mm. it was glad glad he made the reunion. Well, one out. Yeah, absolutely. Danny, got it. Um, I can't find it anyway. I didn't write it down, and I'm going through my list of things, and it's not there's nothing. So I'm out. Let's leave it. Let's leave we'll leave it, it at that. that. We'll leave it at that. Right, nice to be back. Good to see you. Bonfire night is upon us. Maybe we'll do it there. We'll have a nice bonfire theme. Pod. How about that? Sounds good. Right, I'm just going to set you both on fire. All right. See you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.